That's gone. Get the popcorn now. Please are gonna do a speech. See what's happening here. You're afraid. Scared. Oh, oh no. Anxious. My friends, times like this, we need to unite, come together. I'm sorry, Meek, it's very hard to give a rousing speech with the noise. Oh, God, we're going to die. So, this is my vow. Oh, God, she will die. That seems a bit dangerous. This ends here and now. How exciting. Welcome, everyone, to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. This week, we review the movie that asks, what if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. You know, a stranger on the bus trying to make his way to eternity. It's 2022's Thor Love and Thunder. But first, he has two horns and screams like a banshee, but he always comes like a good boy when you whistle. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? That's me. A screaming bullshit goat. goat. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any news for us, Jason? I do have some news. Wait, but first, hold on, hold on. You, No comments? No comments about my intro at all? I mean... No. Nothing. It was it was clever. I it was cl- understood it was the reference. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. I pulled in a little eighties there. Nineties, but yeah. Well, okay. Nineties, nineties, early nineties, wasn't it? Uh, would have been around ninety. <laughs> God was one of us. One of us. Uh, it was uh, nineteen ninety-five. Was right. it that late? It was that late, apparently. November 21st, 1995. Joan Osborne? Yeah, Joan Osborne, One of Us, was released. Uh, 1995. Dang. I think the single was released earlier than that. Uh, no, it says the song was released on November 21st, 1995, as Osborne's debut single. Wow, it doesn't seem like it was that late. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought I was I thought I was pulling in those uh 80s uh those 80s nostalgia uh heartstrings there, you know, type of deal since you know the beginning of this kind of had an 80s feel. But you were but, wrong. Uh, I was you wrong. You were uh you were a decade uh, off. I was. That's all right. Uh news. News. Okay, so uh, my first news item is actually kind of a, a science item. Um, apparently, because some it always is. <laughs> scientists at uh, the University of Rice or Rice University have decided to uh, play with fire. Okay. And they have, well, they basically turned a dead spider into a claw machine. Uh, okay. A dead spider. Into a claw machine? 
Yeah, you know those like, claw machines that go yeah. down and you try to get like stuffed animals and shit. Right, right. Yeah, they then turned I, a dead spider into in, was, into one of those. Was this one of those massive like Australian spiders? Because um, I mean, it's going to have to be big to get to pick up toys. Well, no. It, it, so they're showing it picking up another spider, which is another dead spider, which is you know really fucking an abomination in and of itself. But yeah, um, it's it's a wolf spider. Okay. So wolf spiders get pretty big, but they um, do. And they got some pretty long legs too. Yeah. So basically they, they found out that spider legs don't have muscles. Um, spider legs work off of the uh, concept of hydraulics, right? Okay. And so they stuck a big giant needle into the spider's back and they used the uh, hydraulic pressure from the needle to expand and contract the, the, the spider's legs. So basically they created what they call a necrobotic gripper. It's 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 really creepy. Yeah. 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 They have but, a two-step process to do it. Step but, one is euthanize spider, apparently using cold by this graphic that I'm seeing here. And step two is insert needle and seal with glue. Oh. Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't know. So they just got bored one day, I think. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Rice? Rice University, yeah, in Houston. Yeah. Rice is in Houston. Houston's in Texas. Okay, yeah, Texas it makes sense. Texas now, now has zombie spiders. It, it, it so makes congrats. sense now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, so uh, next, uh, have you ever been sitting you know alone deep in your thoughts and just out of the blue decided you know i don't have enough predator in my life enough predator like the movie predator yeah like the the yeah, people yeah, yeah. predator yeah like the, okay the... so 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 what i'm hearing here is you're going to talk about prey I am going to talk about Prey, yes. Perfect. All right. All so right. there is a prequel, a Predator prequel coming up yeah, yeah. Uh, called Prey. It's directed by 10 Cloverfield Lane uh, filmmaker Dan Trachtenberg. Okay. Um, yeah. And apparently it's set in 1719. So Mayans. <laughs> on the northern Great Plains where I guess a Predator comes to hunt uh, people with muskets. I don't see what the challenge is here. Well, I mean, do you think do you think they'll have the same technology as before? Um, it's what two hundred years, two hundred and eighty years in the future before, before before Predator. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're using nine millimeter weapons or something. So you know, still future tech, but you know. Future tech well, considering relative to muskets. They've, they've got technology to still travel through space. You don't know? No, I do. No, you don't. Maybe they didn't travel through space. Maybe wait, wait, wait. Predators didn't they also explore this in Alien versus Predator? Because they had like a, an ancient ruin in Antarctica. So they'd right. been here a long, long time ago before then. And they had yeah. like basically the same technology then. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's basically seal clubbing. The predator came to Earth to seal club in seventeen nineteen. 
Well, obviously, um, we don't go down as easy as they think because... Oh, oh, and it's even worse because now they're going to set the movie in the Comanche Nation. Oh, bows and arrows. Well, I think in... Well, you know, in 1719, yeah, it would have been bows and arrows. I don't think they had firearms then. Yeah. I swear, if somebody says Tatanka, I'm out. Kevin Costner? <laughs> Kevin Costner coming across this dances is with wolves? This is the dumbest fucking idea. You know, I was intrigued by it until I heard what the setting was. Yeah. Will I watch it? Probably. Well, it's it's going to start streaming on Hulu on August 5th. So Oh. Oh, well. Count me in. Yeah. It's dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumber. You got any other news? I do. I do. So one more news. Um, This is really exciting news. Rick and Morty season six premieres September 4th. Okay. (laughs) Have you not been watching Rick and Morty? No, I don't watch Rick and Morty. Why the fuck not? Uh, Because I don't watch shit shows. Oh, Oh, I okay, so why aren't yours. you watching Rick and Morty then? Uh, because I don't watch shit shows. I watch uh, your, your logic. I watch the hold. good stuff. I watch the good stuff like uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery and Strange New Worlds. Wait, 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 and... wait! I thought you said you didn't watch shit shows. Oh no, those are good shows. No, no, no! Your logic doesn't hold up. If you're mm. not watching Rick and Morty and you're watching those others, you are watching shit shows. Nah, I don't think so. Mm. I don't. Think I think so. the I think the world disagrees. All right, all right, fine. So yeah, Rick and Morty's coming out uh, September fourth for their sixth season, uh, Adult Swim, and then it comes on, you know, uh, like HBO the next day. Right, right. Is that it? Yeah. Seriously, that's it. I mean. Comic-Con just happened, uh-huh. and you, you don't want to talk about any of that. No, I could care care less. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care about, you know, Marvel uh, announcing uh, the rest of Phase 4, 5, yep. and 6. Yep, don't care. Don't care. Uh, you know, we've got Secret Invasion and... Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew about secret, that. Secret Wars. Yep, we knew about and that. And the Kane uh, saga. Yep. we knew about and, that. Man... They didn't announce anything that we didn't really already know about. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well. Well, we had some trailers. Woo! Yeah. All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Man, bringing sci-fi news to a super I know, how does that feel? Podcast. You know, at least occasionally I throw in some sci-fi shit on your show. You could occasionally throw in some superhero shit on my show, but no, no, fine. You could kind of call Predator superhero. Uh, they do some superhero stuff on Rick and Morty. Nah, it's mostly sci-fi. All right, fine. Um, what's next? I, I guess don't know. Pod, what is next? I guess a pod crawl, huh? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's hear it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl! Pod crawl! The 
Pod crawl, pod crawl, excellent, insert it deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Movie opens with Batman stripped of his gadgets and walking the desert with his daughter, looking for water and the next criminal to bring to justice. Unfortunately, Batman's daughter doesn't make it and dies of dehydration, starvation, or exposure, I'm not sure which. Anywho, Batman feels the call of the evil version of Excalibur, complete with goatee, and turns away yep. from the life of fighting crime and instead finds that god killing is a more rewarding career path. Cut to Thor, he has shed the pounds and has been trying to find his inner peace while on missions with Star-Lord and his merry band of misfits. Thor gets a space tweet from Lady Sif that there is a god butcher on the loose and new Asgard is next on the list. Thor bids farewell to his new friends and heads off to Earth to save the day. He arrives to a town already besieged by shadow monsters. While fighting off the foul demons with King Valkyrie and Korg, Asgard's latest hero, Mighty Thor shows up to lend a hand. Turns out Thor's old fling from years ago, Jane Fonda, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer and Molnir has made it his mission to protect her. Since when has Molnir and Stormbreaker been sentient? Did I miss a movie somewhere? Was there a Disney Plus show I haven't watched? Anyway, Jodie Foster now has the power of Thor, complete with lightning and a cool-looking helmet. The new super friends push back the bad guys, but John Connor escapes with the children to set a trap for the Thors. By the power of Grayskull and some magic goats, the group head to the City of Gods to ask for help in defeating John Connor and stopping Judgment Day. Joel, the King of the Gods, doesn't want to interfere with the God Butcher, and rather get fatter and let Judgment Day come. He detains Thor for a bit, but the God of Thunder ultimately gets the upper hand against the God of Lightning and drives a lightning bolt through Zeus's chest. Grabbing the bolt and making a daring escape, the Super Friends head to the Shadow Realm to stop the God Butcher and save the children. Unfortunately, the Super Friends forgot to pick up Admiral Akbar before leaving, cause it's a trap, and they don't know it. Wielding the evil Excalibur isn't enough for Batman, he must have Stormbreaker as well, so that he can travel to eternity and make a wish for all gods to die. Apparently he wants to take a shortcut and doesn't want to go all murder death kill on the whole universe. That takes too long and the movie had to be less than two hours per Disney executives. <laughs> The Super Friends get their asses handed to them on a shadowy platter and return back to New Asgard to lick their wounds. Thor decides he does better flying solo and heads to Eternity's altar to rescue the children and stop the God Butcher. Things are going pretty well at first, but eventually Thor is bested and about to die. Luckily, Mighty Thor shows up and kicks some ass. The two defeat evil Excalibur, but Batman makes it through the portal with the Thor duo. Thor implores Batman to hang up his cape, admit defeat, and wish for his daughter's return. He promises to look over the child and raise him as his own. Batman likes the idea and brings his daughter back to life, sees her one last time, and dies. Time to reboot the Batman franchise yet again. Cue Thor being dad of the year by taking his daughter into battle, Jane Foster getting into Valhalla because the cancer killed her in battle, and Zeus sending a not Kevin Sorbo Hercules off to kill Thor in battle. Credits. All right. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? It was, it was good. Um, okay. it was better than the first two. It wasn't as good as Ragnarok. I think it had more potential than what it showed, but I think they went a little over the top with the campiness in this. So it's like you were reading my mind. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, my my thoughts were uh, they were they were trying too hard to capture lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah, and um, not as good as Ragnarok. Better than the other two, obviously. Um, but 
you know, I, it was it was way too corny. Yeah, too yeah. often. Like it was there was a lot more camp than what they they really yeah. needed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I understand had... where they what they were trying to do. They were trying to give kind of a homage to the classic sci-fi films of the 30s through the 50s. Um, and those were kind of, you know, campy in, in their own right, but they weren't trying to be campy. And this was definitely trying to be campy. And you could tell that it was trying to be campy. And it, it broke the fourth wall a couple of times trying to be campy. And yeah, I just, it didn't work for me. It was, if they had toned down about half the campiness, especially in the first half of the movie, the first half of the movie was just ridiculous. If they had yeah. toned that down by about half, I think it would have worked a lot, a lot better. So, so I, hmm, I, I would have been okay with the whole first part of the movie where, you know, it was it was crazy stupid Guardians of the Galaxy shenanigans, right? All that stuff. I would have been okay with that if uh, if Korg was narrating it and and kind of caught up and they were back at New Asgard. Yeah, and and you, you know, it's kind of like a like a yeah, it's kind kind of like a hey, this is what we've been doing, um, and now we're here because Sif says that we're in trouble. Yeah, right? and so you can kind of look at the movie that way because it is Korg, it, it is a movie that's viewed through Korg's perspective for the most part. He he acts as the narrator throughout this movie, and so you might say that yes, it is campier than shit, but. You know, that's because it's being told from the perspective of Korg. And this was, this is how he would tell this story. And I can kind of understand that. I can kind of see that. Um, But it just. They didn't keep it going through the entire movie, though. Right, right. There were parts. And then at the end. Yeah, there were parts, especially towards the the middle to the middle, uh, late middle where it got serious um there wasn't there wasn't the the camp involved um and and it was actually telling a coherent story that was uh that was still funny but but not so not so cheesy i guess right um and then it, and then it just went right back into camp mode in the last you know third to to three-fourths of the movie so it was again it's it's a good movie uh it's worth watching i think it could have been better i i think so too um so one of the things one of the things that i i was thinking and and we let's let's figure this out were the guardians necessary yeah were, i think so okay I think that ties into the end of, um, oh, what was the, it was end of end game, right? End game. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, yeah. The end of end game when, when Thor went off with them, I think that ties it off. You know, he, he had some adventures with, with the guardians and then he went off to, to do his own thing for a while. Um, and then the, he decided to help the guardians with this one thing and then they split ways or whatever. However, right. so, however, the the timeline kind of gets muddled there. Yeah, I in, think he was the, always. The telling. 
I think he was always with the Guardians the entire time type of deal, but he was trying to find his purpose or whatever, and so he would only help if they really needed it. Otherwise, right. he'd just sit there and chill and meditate or whatever. Right. Um, here's here's my here's my theory. Um, my theory is they had the Guardians in this movie because they had to. Because not, they had to? Why? Not because they wanted to, because they had to. Because the last we saw Thor, Thor was heading off with the Guardians, right? Sure, yeah. So... In that timeline, uh, not timeline, but in the in in our timeline, uh, Endgame comes out in 2019, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Thor leaves. Uh, it's announced in 2019, or I'm sorry, 2018, that there is going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy three. Actually, it was like 2017 when they announced it, right? Right. Right. Gun Gun gets fired in 2018. Not a big deal. They can still do the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. So they're they're at that point in time, they're still planning on doing it. They're sure. planning on Guardians of the Galaxy three before Thor was ever conceived. Before Thor Love and Thunder? F- correct. Okay. Right. So that's my, my because Thor Love and Thunder didn't get announced until twenty nineteen. Right, so right after Guardian, Ragnarok, right? Right after Ragnarok got finished, yeah. So Ragnarok came out, boom, we're good there. So Ragnarok came out right before, uh, well, it, you know, it happened before Endgame. So Ragnarok came out. They announced that Thor, uh, Thor Four is coming out. Uh, at that time, we didn't know what it was called. Thor Four was coming out. Um, we knew Guardians of the Galaxy was happening first. So the whole idea is Thor is going to be with Guardians of the Galaxy, and then by the end of the movie, they part ways. Boom, we can do a four Thor. Or a oh, four, yeah, I four, see what right? you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we, but we had Gunn get fired. Disney and Marvel are kind of fumbling the football, right? And they hired Gunn back. But in that time, Gunn has signed up for Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. And he says, I am doing those movies first. I am doing those projects first. Then I will do Guardians of the Galaxy. So now production started after Thor for right. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So so they've, they, they wrote themselves into a hole and had to try to get out of it. Right, yeah, that makes so sense. So I'm, I'm thinking that is why they were in there at the beginning. And I'm not against them being there in the beginning, I would have liked it more though, if it was kind of a uh, okay. Let's say you get the gore, the God Butcher opening, like we got, like we saw. You get that normal cold. You get that cold open, um, and then we cut over to Thor, and he's coming. Uh, he ca- he sees Lady Sif, right? He kept he he gets a phone call from Lady Sif, goes and gets her, heads to New New Asgard. And Valkyrie says, you know, hey, what have you guys been doing or whatever? And then Korg goes in Korg goes into his story. We get caught up on that. You get that campiness, you get that that funniness that is the Taika's MO, right? So mm-hmm. you get all that. And then we say, and now we're here. We got a tweet from Sif and now we're here. Uh we're here to help, you know. 
And then it gets serious, and then it goes about its business. You've tied up that loose end. You've had your funniness. Now you can get to the actual story. So I, I think that would have flown a little, uh, uh, flowed a little bit better. In my head, it would have. Um, and you wouldn't have had this weird, like, oh, let's bring these guys in for like 10 minutes, and they really were like dumb and couldn't do anything without Thor. Right. You know, they, they kind of, it kind of cheapened the Guardians of the Galaxy's abilities. But again, if you think it about it as, head. as Korg is telling this story. Right. It kind of makes a little more sense. So It, it does, but it's not, it's not, yeah, it does. But I think it would have helped if he told the story and he was done. You know, and then we got to the seriousness or the serious, the the more serious meat and potatoes of the movie. I having Korg try to tell the whole story through the whole movie just didn't quite work okay. in my head. In my head, and and I mean, you said the same thing. It didn't quite work. I I don't know. I was just I I think I think the timing of the whole Tim Gun or. Uh, the whole t- the whole gun problem was part of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree that that makes sense that they had to kind of adjust uh, kind of adjust how Thor left the Guardians in light right. of the adjustment in the in the film schedules. Right. And of course, and of course, you know, COVID threw all kinds sure. of wrenches into it because this was smack dab in the middle of COVID. They were supposed to start in 2020 with right. production didn't get do, into it until 2021. Um, and even then it got delayed. Uh, it got shut down for, for about a month because they had another outbreak. Right. You know, so, so uh, yeah, so all of this, and maybe, maybe the whole, maybe the whole um, uh, firing thing would have been a, a mute point if there was no pandemic, right? They could have juggled a little bit better and maybe, made it happen. Right. So yeah, maybe you know, who knows? Um, all right. So that, that was that I was just, that was my, I, I was curious what you thought about the whole guardians being involved. I, I think they were involved because they had to be. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had, had to be to, the la- they last time that we something. left Thor, he was with the guardians. So they had to right. explain, you know, why he isn't with the guardians or have him leave the guardians somehow. Right. Right. Um, what's your, what was your feel of uh, Christian Bale? As uh, the, the the dude is just a a phenomenal actor. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I've got to give it to him. And in all the roles that I've seen him in, he has just been absolutely phenomenal. And this is this is no exception. Oh yeah. Um, I think he brought a darkness to this film that very few other actors could have done. Well, I mean, it's not hard. Uh, he's black and white constantly, so <laughs> right. bringing darkness isn't a problem. Well, he wasn't yeah. at the beginning, though. At and, the beginning, true, yeah. And, yeah. and you could tell his heartache from his daughter dying, but even through that heartache, he he acted the 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 pious, um, you know, uh, supplicant all throughout until his god just absolutely stabbed him in the back and told him he was uh, dumb for worshiping him. And then you see yeah. this this change happen in him, and that's when the sword, uh, you know, falls into his hand and he kills the god that 
he like basically sacrificed his daughter for. So right, it was uh, yeah. I mean, it, the dude is just a phenomenal actor. He he is uh, he is responsible for this movie movie being as good as it is. I I think it was he was a very solid villain. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He absolutely. was a very solid villain. I think it was a I you know there was. There was gnashing of teeth and all of that on the internet um, when they when they showed his picture, right? Uh, oh, he doesn't look anything like the gore out of the comics, you know? He doesn't have the, he's human, what the hell, you know, that type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I, I think it worked. Um, and I, I mean, really liked... None of the movies have been... Absolutely true to the comics. So I don't know why everybody gets all fucking bent out of shape whenever they see something that deviates from the fucking comics. None of the movies have been absolutely truthful to the comics. I can kind of see how they would have a little bit of an issue with this one just due to the fact that, you know, hey, he's supposed to be an alien of some, you know, alien looking, and he isn't. He's just this uh, human-looking guy. Big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah, true. But I like what they did. If I don't know if you noticed, but during the movie, he was slowly transforming. First off, he, he you know, scarred himself up, up, got rid of all of his um, religious uh, tattoos and things like that that right. he had on him, right? So he scarred himself up doing that. But the other thing that I noticed, uh, which is, for me, it was pretty damn good considering it was in theaters. I didn't get to analyze it very well. His teeth yeah. slowly started changing, and by the end of the movie, he had those that those sharp razor teeth that Gore has in the comics, right? Right. So, right. so you know, he started human, and by the corruption of the Necro Sword or evil Excalibur, whichever you want to call it, um, you know, he started transforming and getting less and less, I'll say, human-like. Right. Um, which I thought was pretty, I thought I thought that was really cool. It was yeah. a nice, it was a nice nod to the source material doing yeah, it that way, I think. But, I mean, they're going to do their own thing and I have no right. problems with them doing oh, no, their me own neither. thing. They didn't me deviate neither. far from the comic. No, just in how it's practically shown. Right. You know, you can't CGI everything. Um, they tried that. It's called Green Lantern. <laughs> or well. She-Hulk. Have you seen the fucking trailers for She-Hulk? It still know, looks like shit. The new one, the newest one that they did looks it, uh, better. Looks better, but it still looks like shit. It 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 does. We'll see what happens. There's still there's still time. I'm not I'm not holding my breath. Aug, what yeah. is it? August fifth. Yeah, something like that. It comes out. Yeah. Uh. Well. We'll see. Um. So, Mighty Thor, Natalie Portman, she's back. How, yeah. What what are you, what is your what this, are your thoughts? This is the part that didn't work as as well for me. Okay. Is that Mjolnir was calling out to her because she had cancer, um, and she she used Mjolnir to uh, you know enhance her strength and and. Um, uh, endurance or or she used it basically to try and combat the cancer and i can i can understand that uh she knew mjolnir's capabilities she had right. been studying the the uh, 
Norse mythology and, you know, yeah. she had hoping for some magic interactions with, with Thor and stuff. I mean, they dated and stuff. So she knew the, the possibilities, the, the, the whole going to new Asgard and Mjolnir reforming itself to help her. And then later on, you kind of find out that Mjolnir was actually sapping her strength instead of enhancing it. I, that that seemed really confused to me. It seemed like they had written themselves into a corner. Like, so, okay, so Jane Foster now is able to beat cancer as long as she has Mjolnir, but we need to get rid of this character somehow. So now Mjolnir is going to be sucking the life from her. Yeah, but that is that is straight out of the comics. Is it? That is straight out of the Mighty Thor comics. So. Um, let me get it pulled up here. Uh, well, so the comics weren't always well written either. But okay, so but that was the entire. Uh, so it wasn't that it was sapping her strength. It was that it wouldn't, like, it would just halt what was happening, um, and she couldn't, um. And so she couldn't fight the the cancer. Uh, well, she was to, losing to the cancer anyway. She was losing to the cancer, and so it she wasn't actually. She turned into Thor, but after she was done with it, you know, she'd just go back to the to the way she. So always be Thor, <laughs> right? I guess so. <laughs> um, so okay, so so. It, and and at the beginning, so they made this they made this mighty Thor. It was a it was a girl, you know. It went about its business, blah blah blah. Nobody knew who she was, and then it was revealed. Oh, quite a few issues into the series that it was actually Jane Foster, and you know she was she had cancer, and she was trying to battle it. But uh, let me see here. Uh, when were these comics done? Because I don't remember any of this. Uh, it was done in... A little research. <laughs> Not that I ever followed the Avengers. 2000, or, 2015. That's why. that's why. Yeah, I was yeah. long out of comics by that point. Yeah, 2015, 2018 was the Mighty Thor Thunder in Her Veins uh, series. Yeah. Um, so, so her identity remained a mystery most most of the way through, and then it was about halfway through where you find out because uh, she was just this female Thor that kept showing up, you know. But they you would never see who it was, um, and so uh, basically, um, after Thor or Odin's son passes his name and powers onto a new Thor. Um, which ended up being Jane Foster. We find out that it's Jane Foster. Um, she does, uh, every time she turns into the mighty Thor, the progress made in treating her cancer is undone, leaving her in an unending state of terminal illness, despite her he continued heroism. Um, eventually, it, it gets the best of her. Yeah, so I don't like that storyline at all. Yeah, I mean it was, it was, it was, eh. I mean, I liked, I liked the idea. I liked, I liked her 
doing. I liked her as Thor. Don't get me wrong. Right. I just didn't like how she became Thor, or the reasons why, and and why it didn't work out, and blah blah blah. I don't. I don't like any of that. Yeah. So in the comics, she she does grab, um, she does grab uh, the hammer one one more time, uh, fighting another. Uh, you know, uh, unkillable monster type of deal. She ends up destroying the monster, defeating the monster, but Mjolnir is destroyed. So yeah, she ends up dying (laughs) because, you know, it's cancer that she was already dying from. Right. Um, You know, and then there's, uh, uh, apparently she gets resurrected as a Valkyrie at some point in time. Of course she does. Cause yeah, Nobody stays dead in the comics. Well, no, nobody. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And they left that up for. Uh, they left that up potentially. I mean, Valhalla is an actual place. You know. Yeah. It's so a, where is Valhalla? Is it like a, another dimension? I'm, that's another what plane? I'm thinking. I, mean, I think uh, yeah. it's another another plane of some sort. And uh, uh, you know, we have this whole multiverse thing happening. Maybe at some point it all comes back and we get Heimdall and 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 Jane and uh, maybe even uh, Valkyrie's uh, sisters, right? Because they died in battle, right? Oh, we need to get what's his face, uh, Carl Urban's character from Oh Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. needs to come back too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I don't know. Maybe we'll see something. But I just, I mean, I thought Natalie did a great job. I thought, I thought yeah. the, I, she did a good job of being fish out of water trying to figure out her, her thing. She seemed to figure it out pretty fucking quick. Well, no, I mean, in terms of what she, you know, she was, she was overcompensating in term, you know, oh, I got to find a, a catchphrase. Oh, or, yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's go. She <laughs> was very eager beaver about it, right? Yes. About everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was what, funny, the, the whole catchphrase what, thing. What was her catchphrase? That's what I want to know. She whispered it to Thor and we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what the catchphrase was. Yeah. Hi, oh, silver. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I love tacos. I love tacos. For Pony? I don't know. <laughs> For Pony? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Zeus. Let's talk Zeus. Zeus. What would you think? I loved him. I love yeah? uh, I love Cameron Crowe. Russell Crowe. Uh, uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I thought he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought I thought he added a lot of, of of charm and swagger to to Zeus. He he played Zeus exactly as you would expect Zeus to be played. It was right. it was great. I thought Russell Crowe did a great job. So so a couple things. One, uh, Jan asked me, why is he so fat? So my <laughs> question, he likes my food. Yeah, my question here is. Did Russell Crowe put on weight no. for this? No, that's he, just he, how Russell Crowe. That's is how now. he is now. Yes. Now that he's in his late fifties. Yes. Okay. Because I know at one point he put on a lot of weight for a movie a few years back, and then got it off again. I think he lost uh, a lot of weight for a movie a few years yeah. back, and then or maybe put that's it back what it was. After Some, the movie, <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. 
So yeah, he's always. But it worked. It worked for that character because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeus, Zeus loves food. Zeus is uh, fat, happy, and lethargic. Um, yeah. Another thing that I thought was really cool. I, I read this. Um, they filmed every one of his scenes yep. twice. Twice. Once in once, once with British and once in once with, with a Greek accent. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And once then with Tyco his normal went with the Greek accent. Yeah. Yeah, once with his normal accent, and and then once his Greek and Brussels. Well, no, kept once saying, with a British accent. His normal oh, accent that's is right. Australian. He's, no, yeah, that's right. He's from New Zealand, Australia. Yeah. No, um, those are two different places. He's from Australia. Uh, technically, he's from New Zealand. Are you sure? Look, I'm going to do a little bit of research on the fly uh, because I've already <laughs> actually looked <laughs> this up. Russell Crowe, born. Um, in uh, Strath- uh, Strathmore Although a Park. New Zealand citizen, he has lived most of his life in Australia right. since he 1985. Was, right. He was born in uh, Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, he lived most of his life and got right. his career started in Australia. Well, yes, but he is from New Zealand. Thank you very much. I was still technically accurate. Well, so his last residence, I guess, before he, I think he may live in the States now, but uh, he came from Australia. So he's from Australia. Whatever. Whatever. Born in New Zealand, from Australia, by way of uh, Tasmania. It's the little island down below, viewers. Yeah, was he actually in Tasmania? No, I just thought I'd say that. Um, (laughs) But I I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, Russell was was adamant. No, no, we got to do a Greek accent. We've got to do it. We got to do it. And Tycho was kind of like, no, I don't think it's going to work. But let's do both just in case. And then he's like, yeah, he was right all along. Yeah, this works so much better. And it does. It it it's it's very very uh, fat boy don't care kind of uh, uh, accent and and look, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, what did you, what didn't work in this? I mean, we talked a little bit about the, the narrating style and the campiness. Um, was there anything else that didn't, you got quabbles about or didn't work? Okay. So, and this is just for me, uh, it probably worked great for other people, but I hated those fucking goats. Oh, the goats were dumb. Oh my God. The goats were so Every time they screamed, it was like fucking fingernails on a chalkboard. Oh, I hated those goats. And that was Tyka screaming as well. Oh my god, I hated those goats. Yeah. I was I was hoping that the goats were just a a, a quick gag at the beginning of the movie, but no, they were there the entire fucking movie. Right. So, right. I hated the goats. That didn't work for me. Goats were dumb. I yeah. agree with you. Um a lot of the campiness again uh just didn't work for me. They they toned it down towards the middle. Uh, of the movie, so like the middle third of the movie uh, yep. was was really good. Didn't really have very much, uh, you know, camp or or cheese to it. And really, that's that's about it. Okay. So I didn't I didn't like the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. We uh, I talked about that. I I mean I didn't not like it, but yeah, that didn't bother me as much. It it. I know why it was there. I wish it wasn't there. Right. Let's put it that way. Um, I 
I found I found so while the while going to the God Palace thing, I thought that was was interesting and seeing all the different gods and that kind of stuff. What really kind of I'm not gonna say rubbed me the wrong way, but what really kind of just bounced me out of it was all the different Easter egg type gods that they made. You know, <laughs> it, it it just it was kind of like really why. Why is that there? Really? Why? Why is that there? You know, they had they had some weird, you know, like they had a a, a bon mi, which is a, a Vietnamese uh, dumpling type thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Why? Why? Because yeah, they could. Know. Because they thought it was funny. You know. So so yeah, I had problems with with that that stuff. Um, the other thing the other thing that didn't. I, I wanted more was the whole shadow realm fight. Um, it was very quick. It was very um, flashy. Wham, bam, thank you, man, and I'm gone. Um, I wish there was a little bit more to it. Uh, See, I didn't think it was all that that quick. I mean, when they were fighting in the shadow realm on that moon... That took quite a, a while, especially once they broke free uh, and, and the actual fight started taking place. Yeah. And, and what I really liked about that whole sequence was the fact that the, the uh, lightning bolt from Zeus was actually in color. Uh, Stormbreaker yes. was in color, although right, they right, threw right. Stormbreaker out by then, but Mjolnir was also in color. So Right, and when it got close to somebody, they were in color. Right, right. I liked so. that, yes. I, I liked that. I just, it was... I don't know that one. It just it seemed very fast and rushed. Um, I mean, it was a fast paced fight. Don't get me it wrong. It was, yeah. And I love the fact that they crashed into this tiny moon. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, the the whole forced perspective type thing, right? Where you right. think that moon is really far away, but it was really right there, and they crash into it. That was that was an homage to, uh, um, I think it's called Journey to the Moon, nineteen thirties film. That yeah, was really funny. So yeah, it, that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I had a little bit of an issue with, uh, and it wasn't much, was just the whole, um, all of a sudden Thor can give everyone power yeah, of, of yeah, the gods I to the kids. Yeah, I'm I like, forgot about that. Yeah. I'm like, really? I mean, I understand, I understand, uh, you know, maybe a few of them being able to do it, but I mean, you had a, you had a little girl that was like, beating the hell out of people with a stuffed animal. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was that more was, of that campiness that I just, eh. That was a little over the top, and I, I think, yeah, I could have done without that. That didn't make sense. No, it didn't. It didn't. Um, so Because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, so now Thor can just Give powers into, to anybody, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the sentient uh, hammers. And Stormbreaker, Mjolnir and Mjolnir and uh, Stormbreaker. I didn't. When did they become sentient? Yeah, I was kind when? of wondering about that too, and I think that was. I think that I just kind of included that in the whole campy type yeah. thing, and part of me wants to just chalk it up to this is how Korg told the story. Maybe they're really not sentient, and he just used that as kind of flavor for the story, right? But yeah, I don't I can, know. I can I can wrap my head around Mjolnir protecting 
Jane because basically Thor did the same thing that Odin did to the hammer. Yeah, in yeah. the first one, he like I can whispered get, a spell to it. Yeah, right. I can I can wrap my head around that. What I cannot wrap my head around is Stormbreaker being basic, jealous, basically throwing temper tantrums. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can maybe maybe because I was trying to figure this out. Maybe ever so slightly, it's because it's a Groot handle. But if that's the case, you need to explain it. Yeah, you need maybe. you need to you need to may, maybe it's it's got some sort of tiny sentience because it's it's part it was part of Groot, so it's kind of taken on a life it's of its own. That's fine. You should have explained it in Ragnarok. Or something like that. If that is the way you wanted to go in the future, right, right. Uh, you know, it needed to have maybe not necessarily a mind of its own, but maybe some of the stuff that it was doing, right, right. And and, and then I could get behind it. But otherwise, it just seemed like it just seemed like oh, let's do this for again comedic effect. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah. so. Yeah, that was that one. Just every time it happened, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is funny, but it doesn't make sense. Yep. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't real fond of that either. I thought that was dumb, especially at points where you know he's he's talking to the the, the acts like a jilted lover. It's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So any any big things? Any big things that you liked? Uh, that that really went. Oh wow, that was cool. Or um, I mean, nothing super big. Again, I loved the the nods. Um, loved Christian Bale's performance. Mm-hmm. I thought the ending was kind of a cop out. I mean, which, I could which it, part it, the it, wish part or yeah, the wish okay. part, and you know, Thor is now. Uh, in charge of of this child who, I mean, is she has some yeah she has some like sort special of special abilities. Did she yeah. have these abilities before? Is this endemic uh, to her race? No. Is, so so I she's infused with eternity. She's oh, an eternity so that's, because because you saw it at the when she came back alive. Originally, her reflection was the eternity thing. Right. Okay. Okay. So she had the stars and all that in the reflection, and then it turned into her. I think she's got a little bit of that, whatever eternity is. Okay. You know. Well. Okay. I can see that. That that's what I chalked it up to was that it's, uh, you know, she's not she's not what she was. She's more than she was because you know you sure. made a wish. Sure. Um, uh, one of the things that I didn't like was the very last. Um, you know, credit scene um, where they introduce Hercules. Oh, and we really need yeah. another fucking character to keep track of. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. And it wasn't Kevin Sorbo. How dare they? <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Sorbo's a little long in the tooth to yeah, play Hercules now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. It's like okay, so I guess he'll show up in Thor Five. You know, if they do a Thor five, wasn't well, he getting heard. his own show or series or something? Hercules, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. 
I haven't really been keeping up. Who knows? All right. Well, anything else you no, got? No, no, that's it. All right. Let's uh, let's move on then to superpower roll call. Who? Who do you want? We've got a few there. Oh, uh, let's see. Who all did we see? So we saw Valkyrie. She's kind of she's kind of okay. I mean, she she did pretty well with the thunder or the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got you know Thor. Uh, we've right. got all the Guardians. Um, got Mighty Thor. You've got yeah, Gore. but I mean they're pretty much the same fucking powers. Right. You've got uh, Zeus. Zeus, yeah. I mean, he was really good with that lightning bolt until he wasn't. Yeah. Um, apparently, you can take a lightning bolt to the chest and still survive, though. So, well, you know, it cauterized on its way through. Right. I don't know. I'm probably just going to have to go with Thor on this one. All right. All right. Go ahead. Um, I'm going with Mighty Thor. Two Mighty reasons. Thor. Okay. Because boobs. Reasons. Boobs. I can touch myself. Okay. Always. Um, and two, I really like, I really liked the split hammer attack thing. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. One of the coolest moments that I liked was how she ended up breaking the necro sword. I thought that was really cool that she, she scooped it up with the hammer and then smashed it down. Right. Because right? they couldn't just straight up break it apparently. I right. thought that was a I thought that was a really cool effect. I thought that was a really neat idea. Um and I really liked that split hammer thing. I thought that was I thought that was really cool that, you know, yeah, it reformed, but it didn't really reform. You know, it's being held together with wishes mold, and you know, wishes and farts. dreams and some sort of space semen or something. I don't know. Magic semen, who knows. Anyway, Mighty Thor there we go. All right. Uh, you got any awards? I got a few. A few? Well, yeah. hopefully you have four. Uh, yeah, somewhere All around right. there. All right. Hit me with your black lung. Uh, so my black lung, of course, nobody smokes in fucking Disney it's, movies. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. So I'm going to go to honorary... Logan, because we'll eventually do that fucking thing, and that's who we're gonna make the honorary. So yeah, honorary. If if, if you guys haven't figured it out, it's Wolverine Logan, because always cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Um, one of these days, X Men will come up. <laughs> one of these <laughs> days. One of these days. Um. All right. So I I went a little abstract, and I went ahead and gave my black lung to the god. Um, that was at the beginning that uh, went up in gold dust when he got stabbed. He kind of went, okay. he kind of poofed away in gold dust. Um, I, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Well, he was bleeding gold, gold wasn't dust. He? Yeah, he was bleeding gold dust, and then he kind of poofed, and I, you know, whatever. That was all I could think of because, again, no smoking in Disney. Um, head lush for me is going to go to Valkyrie. Valkyrie, okay, dude. She was putting them back on the ship. She was putting them back. She she was always the half drunk. It seemed like, or at least you know, 
wanting to get a little tipsy. Okay. So, you? Uh, mine's going to go to Thor. He talked about drinking so much in the movie that, yeah, he's okay. He's going to get mine. All right, perfect. Uh, how about your player? Um, a player. So, my player, I think, is going to go to Jane. Okay. Yeah, because she dumped Thor and then got him back after she dumped him. They they had moments, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna go to Jane. Well, mine is the same thing. Jane Foster uh, ended up bringing you know getting Thor back. Uh, kind of gave him the cold shoulder at the beginning, and then it was kind of like, yeah, I'm dying. Why not? Because uh, apparently, he looks good, good enough <laughs> to make goddesses swoon and faint. Yeah. You flick too hard. But well, he was, uh, according to uh, uh, according to the trivia, he this is the biggest he's been in any of the five movies that he's been in. Or oh, as far as muscles, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, his physique. Yeah, yeah he, he has like eight times a day to keep yeah, up the physique. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he had some ridiculous guns. Ugh, sorry, can't do it. Can't do it myself. Don't have the discipline. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Purple Hippo for me is going to go to... I gave it to Gore um, for learning about his gods. I mean, that was pretty much a demoralizing, soul-crushing wake-up call. And it changed his whole mindset. Yeah. So you? So this was a toss-up. I, I was gonna give it to Gore for that exact reason, but okay. I think I think I'm giving it to Jane because not only did she get the call from Mjolnir and Mjolnir reformed itself and she became a god herself, but then she died in battle as a god and went to Valhalla. So that's like a double mind trip. So okay, she's yeah. getting mine. Okay. I like it. I'll take it. I approve. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm well, glad I yeah. have your approval. Yeah, of course. Of course. All right. Well, it is time. We haven't done this in a long time, man. I know. I don't even remember how to do it. All right. So you need to pick a number, any number, between one and, and a million. Not quite. We don't have that many. We do have a hundred and seven, though. So one and a hundred and seven, and a hundred and seven. Well, this was the fourth Thor movie. Okay. So let's do number four. Number four. All right. So unless it sucks, and then I didn't pick that one. Then you didn't pick that one. You picked something else. All right. You got to tell me when to stop, sir. Uh, stop. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. You didn't groan, so apparently it's not awful. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. Um, it's, um, I mean, it's all right. It'll, it'll work. Okay, now you're overcompensating, so it must be something really good. Uh, is it? Do you think? Okay. Next time 
we will be reviewing the movie where, fearing that the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world <laughs> wrestles with what kind of hero it really needs. Starring Ben Affleck, nice. uh, Henry Cavill, or Cavill, and Amy Adams. It is 2016's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Okay, now, the question is, Okay. Are we going to watch the Ultimate Edition, or are we going to watch the Original Edition? Which one's on HBO? I think they're both on HBO. Ooh. Okay, what's the difference? Uh, the Ultimate Edition, I think, has some additional story that like explains shit. Ultimate Edition adds, oh my god, half an hour of extended and deleted scenes to the film, making it more violent than the PG... I'm in. Yeah, yeah, we're I'm doing in. Ultimate Edition. Hell yeah, because I want more violence. Give me all the violence. <laughs> um, uh, more violent than the PG-13 theatri- theatrical cut, but also fixing many of the complaints that critics and fans had about the narrative. All right. So we will do um, we will do that. Uh, and we'll discuss the differences. It will, it's what? So we have to watch both the compare no, and contrast. No, I mean I've already seen the the other one a couple times. Yeah, so. yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do the ultimate edition. Uh, it's still 2016's Batman versus Superman. Just it's the ultimate edition, which came out in like I don't know 2021. So it's confusing. Um, but just get over it. <laughs> when is it not confusing here? All right, that's going to do it for today. Our intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginkapes.com slash Discord. You can also email us over at smokinganddrinkinginkapes at outlook.com. Um, for this week, uh, you know, I'm Rob, but uh, I, I liked the Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh not at the end <laughs> I didn't catch you didn't, that no. that Korg Korg his oh, his boyfriend was named that's Dwayne right, that's right and he's that's rock. right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got it yeah. Yeah. It, too Cute. highfalutin for you yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. catch that well now you did alright we'll see you next time everyone <laughs>